0: In life, there is a season for everything. And in this kind of sporadic mini series, we're covering all the seasons that are mentioned in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And today we are doing a time to tear down and a time to build up. I'm going to share lots of interesting stuff today, but there is actually one of these things that we're supposed to do two thirds of the time, or at least that's what I'm going to suggest in today's show. My name is Matthew Thompson, and welcome to Quiver. Alright, how's it going? Thank you very much for being here and checking out this episode of Quiver. Quiver is what is it? Okay, it's a daily devotional podcast, but here's the real deal. Guys, what the heck does Quiver actually mean? Huh? I get a couple of questions every now and then, people saying, I really like the name Quiver, or I really hate the name Quiver, but what does it actually mean? So, it's got a couple of meanings. You know, it's uh, it's a very, very deep idea, a very deep concept. As you guys know, I'm a very, very thoughtful thinker. Thoughtful thinker, how about that? But basically, there's three reasons. The first one is a quiver. What is a quiver? A quiver is an archer's bag. It's somewhere where he can keep he or she can keep their arrows. And it's something that can be accessed quickly so i wanted these episodes to be really really easily accessible i wanted to share some thoughts share some ideas in a way that was easy aka a podcast that you can listen to whenever you're out for a run whenever you are in the car whenever you are wherever you are when you listen to your podcasts i listen to mine when i do the dishes or whatever and it's accessible right it's not a big deal they're not crazy long it's not a four hour long podcast it's a quick little easily accessible arrow The second thing is, you know, the Bible talks about, uh, somewhere in Psalms it says, somewhere in Psalms, I should really look this up, I'm sorry. If if you're familiar with the show, then you know this is kind of the way I roll, but children in the hands of a young man are like arrows in an archer's quiver, something like that, right? And just this idea that actually... A quiver is a place where you collect precious things, not just precious things, but things that actually will help you in the fight, things that will help you in the battle that we call life, All right? And the third and the final thing before we jump in today, uh, its there's a verse that talks about working out your salvation with fear and trembling, and that's kind of how I feel whenever I do these episodes. I'm sitting before God. I'm sitting before you guys. Well, sometimes I stand. It depends what type of mood I'm in. And I'm, I'm, I'm trembling. I'm being open. I'm being honest. I'm being raw. I'm not holding back. I'm trying to figure my life out. I'm trying to figure my faith out. I'm trying to figure the Bible out. And there's fear and I'm trembling and I'm quivering. Hey, get it? All right, that's enough. Time to jump into our reading for today. And I'm so excited to share this episode with you. So, today's reading is Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 to verse 10. I'm reading from the NLT, just like always, and here we go. So, it says, The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. But the Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I've put my words in your mouth. Today, I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. So there's a time to tear down and a time to build up. I absolutely love this little passage from Jeremiah. It's kind of Jeremiah's call, it's our intro to Jerry. We see what's going on, we get him. In his fear, we get him in his youth. And to be honest, I've always really related to this bit. Not because I'm some sort of crazy, epic prophet, but because of actually the youth that Jeremiah has and because of the fear that he has. So, he's given some pretty powerful promises here. There's some lovely things about how he knew Jeremiah before he was in his mother's womb and all this sort of stuff. But there's also a really really interesting command and it's just that last little bit there today i appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms some you must uproot and tear down destroy and overthrow others you must build up and plant so i'm going to share a quick little story today uh when i was living in manhattan with my wife jackie we worked for a great church out there called the dream center And in the evening times on a Sunday, sometimes I would sneak away and go to another church just to kind of refuel and fill up. We were involved quite heavily in the church services, the Dream Center, uh, setting up, tearing down, being involved, speaking, all that sort of stuff. And it was nice to actually just go somewhere in the evening and be fed, if that makes sense. Because if you're, it's almost like working in a restaurant, if you're serving the tables, you know, the priority is for the guests who are coming in as opposed to me sitting down and tucking into a big steak dinner. So I would go to these churches, I would go to uh, Times Square Church and I would go to another church called Trinity Grace, Chelsea. And these places were really special times for me. They were places where I could fill up and recharge. And I'm not even gonna lie, (laughs) take a quick little nap every now and then. I have no shame in saying that. Uh, Although Jackie always would kind of lose her mind at me for, for doing that lose her mind and makes her sound like she's very angry. Promise. I promise she's not. But like Jackie, we, the building actually was German. So it was an, it's a German church in Chelsea. And there was someone there one night. I can't remember for the life of me what his name was. He was a visiting speaker. He was bald. He had a class beard. And he was a fantastic communicator. But he actually preached on Jeremiah chapter 1. And he said really simply, Something that's always stood out to me about this passage. He said the two-thirds of your ministry is to tear down and only one-third is to build up. Now, that doesn't sound very Christian. What I mean by that is the cool kind of general narrative that we're building in our culture right now and in our churches is that the kingdom of heaven is something that you build and that where Christians go, there must be flourishing and there must be, we're going to build up communities and we're going to build up churches and we're going to build up Programs, and we're going to build and build and build and build and build and build, and build big buildings and da, da 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 But if you look, suppose if you break that little passage down, if you cut it into three, and it cuts into three quite nicely, some you must uproot and tear down, there's one, destroy and overthrow, that's the second third, and then the last third is others you must build up and plant. So this has got me thinking, what are we supposed to tear down? Well, if we look at Jesus's life, it could be things like spiritual strongholds, It could be misunderstanding, could be pride, could be stigma. A lot of Jesus' miracles were based around those things. And I think in our own lives, we're called to fight against those things, but we're also called to fight against division. We're called to fight against the sin in our lives and to fight against fear. Now, the reason why I think tearing down is so important is because it lays the foundation for what will be built on it. You see, you can't build a house on, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to say, on hard ground. Yeah, is that what we're going to say? But you can't build a community where there's division. You can't cultivate a culture of vulnerability where there's stigma of speaking out against certain things. And you can't have humility where there's pride. Another quick story, when I was 18, I was in Rwanda for three months with a great charity called Tear Fund and we did some really fun stuff out there but one day we were out working the land we were doing a bit of farming and it was a particularly hot day and we had the kind of the i think he, i think i suppose you would call it a hoe yeah and we were plowing up the hard ground and we were built, we were planting some stuff and i was working away working away working away we all were and then it got to a point where the community came together and we had like a little bit of a speech actually it's it was called something called umuganda and it's basically like i'm going to get this wrong but it's kind of like every every like fourth sunday of the month or like a sunday once a quarter something like that the whole community comes together and does like a community project to benefit the village it's like a country-wide thing it's a great idea and they do some really great stuff that has a big impact on their neighborhoods so there's a good little lesson from rwanda on community actually there's plenty of these it's a really interesting place for stuff like that but the point of the story is i fainted right like straight up fainted and <laughs> the, I was standing there and I turned around to someone and I was like, Apollon, do you have the water bottle? And he kind of gave me the water bottle and I just went, N-m-m-m-m-m-m-m-m. and I fainted. Everyone kind of uh, was worried about me. The last thing I remember hearing was something like, Umuzungu Fito Goba, something like that, which I can't even remember, but I think it translated something like, the M- <laughs> this guy's going to die. <laughs> but it wasn't serious. And everyone made fun of me the rest of the trip for it. They were like, oh, you people from the West, you can't hack it, mates. That's not the Rwandan accent, but sure, we'll go with it. Oh, flip sick, a wee bit of farming, and easier are sent down. Come on, come on. And of course, everyone was freaking out, and I was having to drink excessive amounts of water just to keep the criticism at bay for the rest of the trip. But all I'd say, it's very, very hard to plant stuff in hard ground. It's very, very hard to plant things where there's rubble, where there are weeds growing, and where the land is just not ready for it. Also, at the end of Rwanda, uh, one of my incredible team members, a great woman of the faith called Jemima, she gave me a verse, and she said it was prophetically something that was being spoken to me at that time. And I tested that, and it, that was right. To, it felt right to me, and I actually think it has been something that's really followed with me from that point. And I've shared it on the podcast before. It's Hosea ten twelve. And really simply, it says, I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. Ply up the hard ground of your hearts for now is the time to seek the Lord that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. So I could do a whole episode, probably a whole series on that verse in itself and the impact that's had on my life. But I suppose in this context, before a farmer sows seed, he has to toil the land. Before a builder constructs a house, he has to lay the foundation. And before God uses us to build the kingdom of heaven, whether it's in our hearts or our communities, he first calls us to tear down the strongholds that we face, to tear down the kingdom and the kingdoms of darkness that are built in our churches and in the corners of our cities. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, we read that Jesus has disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities when he was on the cross. Now, suppose like Joshua and Caleb, we are called to go and take the land. And I suppose dismantle and tear down what exists there before we actually start building. So I suppose, how does this apply to us? What about you? What about me? Are we sowing on weeds? Are we trying to build stuff on rubble? What is it that we need to tear down in our lives? And what is it that we're called to build up? I suppose, just as we move into our time of guided prayer, these are the questions I would love to explore for myself today. And even for you guys, it would be a good point of reference for your time of God here. So, let's take it before the Lord Let's see what it is that we're supposed to be tearing down right now in our lives. And let's see what it is we are supposed to be building up. How much silence do you think you get in your day-to-day life? I'm not talking about that daydreaming in the office or when you're stuck in traffic and your mind kind of wanders i'm talking about really intentional time of reflection time of devotion time of expressing gratitude and time of really just sorting out your life seeing if you're on track taking stock of where you are and where you're heading well you're about to get seven minutes of silence here i know that can seem quite daunting but It's one of the most beneficial things that we can do, especially in our modern, busy life. is just to take some time out and reflect. So really simply, there's going to be four parts of this silence. The first one is praise. Then we've got requests, actions and yearn. And I'm just going to come in kind of every couple of minutes just to prompt us, make sure we're not kind of drifting off into wonderland and keep us on track. So let's really lean into this today. It's made such a massive impact in my life, these kind of seven minutes in heaven, for lack of a better term. And I really hope that you make the use of it. So seven minutes on the clock. And off we go. The first section is called praise, and it's all about what is it that we're grateful for. could be big things, could be small things. Here's an opportunity. I encourage you just to speak them out to write them down or just to think really deeply about the things that you are so thankful for in your life because this leads to such contentment and a real richness in life that you just can't beat. The second section is called requests and this is basically an opportunity to, as an old song puts it, cast all of your cares before the Lord. What does that mean? It means to ask God for the things in our lives that we need. Could be something for us personally, could be for a friend or a family member, colleague, could be for business, could be for our church, could be anything. So whatever it is that is on your mind right now, whatever it is that's weighing you down, here's an opportunity to unburden yourself. And ask God for help, for wisdom, for guidance, for input. Let's do it. The third section is action. So often we can kind of just let our days go on autopilot and just kind of like float away on us, just kind of disappear through our fingertips. So action is, it's an important part of this process where we actually intentionally think, what is it that we're going to do today? What's the most important thing that we need to prioritize? Father, what is it that you would have for me today? Forget my autopilot, forget what's in my calendar. Jesus, what is it that you would have me to do today. And finally, a bit of a wild card section we like to call yearn. What is it that our hearts are yearning for today? What do we need to hear from God? It could be an answer to a big question. It could be as simple as him telling us that he loves us or that he's proud of us or that actually we're on track or actually we need to divert our course a little bit because we're kind of going off the path a bit. Here's an opportunity just for us to say, Father, here we are speak to us speak clearly because we're here we're making this time and we're listening So, Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for Isaiah's... Isaiah, dear me. Thank you for Jeremiah's call. Thank you for Isaiah's call too, but, I mean, we're talking about Jeremiah. Thank you so much that you do know us and you did know us and you always saw us even before we were in our mother's wombs. Thank you that you've set us apart. Thank you that we are appointed for very specific purposes here when we're on this planet with this mortal life that you've given us. Help us not to be afraid. Help us not to feel like we can't speak for you, that we're too young or we're too old. And help us to be obedient and go wherever you send us and say whatever you tell us. But Lord, specifically today, I pray that you help us just to just really highlight to us what are the areas in our lives that we need to tear down? Are we perhaps wasting time and wasting effort, building up stuff on land that's just not fertile? Lord, I pray you give us wisdom to illuminate that in our lives and direct us onto a more productive course lord i pray for the things that you have called us to build and lord i pray that you give us a green thumb i pray the things that we plant will grow and they will multiply and they will multiply for your kingdom not for some sort of self i don't know fulfilling purposes or more money or bigger pe- bigger crowds of churches but lord for your kingdom and whatever your kingdom looks like in our lives So I just pray for every single person listening. Lord, I pray that you bless them. I pray you bless me. And I pray that you, whatever's up in the rest of our day, give us wisdom, give us favor, and just walk beside us because we need you and we don't want to do it alone. So I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. And I look forward to catching you next time. Cheers.